Today's April 18th, 2020, and it is Easter. We're recording on Easter. He is risen indeed. He is risen. Uh, I'm excited about this one. We got a good guest. Bert, you pumped? Dude, I'm so pumped. And... It's Easter, and this is Jared Birch, by the way. That's Tucker Cascadon over there. It's Easter, one of the greatest holidays, literally, of all time. Uh, and I've got a, we've got a very awesome guest, one of my favorite people. Just actually. look where we are right now. Look at the setting. We've got a <laughs> squat gr- rack behind This is grind. Us. This is the grind. We've got a squat rack behind this us. This is the grind. Okay, so this one. He is risen. This epi <laughs> is, it's going to be fun. We both know our guest very well. Uh, I went to school with him for a little bit. Jared's, how would you describe your relationship with him? So He's my, right next to us. He's listening to everything we're saying. We haven't introduced him yet. My, I, I don't know how um, intense we want to get right now, but my relationship with Gabe is kind of a yin and the yang. There it is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're... <laughs> We're, just, we're, act, we're gonna act like we haven't said his name. Okay, my relationship with this special person is kind of a yin and the yang because we do a really good job at figuring out business versus pleasure, I would say. And I would say that uh, when we need to have some business, we have business, and when we need to have some pleasure, we can find some pleasure. So this, I, and I'll go into more depth of that, but I'm really excited for this podcast. And. Um, hit it, Tuck. I am too. Yeah. So if you listen to the last episode with Chris, we hit the intro a few minutes in, and we had already introduced him. But we're we gonna introduced go... him twice, which is kind of gonna happen this episode too, because I kind of messed up. Yeah, but... we're gonna go. So I've I've made another intro for our dear friend, just to kind of give a quick synopsis as to who this guy is before we before we really get into the nitty gritty. So we're gonna I'm just gonna go for it. All right. Our guest is an east side sensation. He grew up on the notorious street of Navigation Boulevard on the east side of Houston. Being a kid from the east side of downtown molds a different breed of human. The men are relentless and hardworking and their families are their wise. Being a child on the east end of town consisted of camping out at foot action for limited releases of Jordan sneakers and riding his bike around Mason Park. His roots come from Mexico, but he has been polished as a big city kid, which makes him extremely diverse he was homeschooled up until his sophomore year of high school where he transferred to Lamar High School, former home of the R-Words, better known as the Redskins, no offense. He excelled as a baseball player where he played second base alongside, alongside me in the middle infield. After we were done turning double plays together, he went on to play at San Jacinto College where he played for two years. After playing baseball at San Jack, he decided to pursue a degree in kinesiology from the University of Houston. After years and years of baseball and his passion for studying the human body, he has turned his passion into an extremely successful business where he is the founder and head trainer at SJ Training, where he has a long list of minor league baseball players and division one college athletes that train under him. I'm proud to introduce one of my best pals, Gabriel Solis. How the hell are you? Wow, that was actually, uh, that was very impressive. I uh, appreciate that intro. It was really good. Did I get everything right? Uh, you left I, I the, horse, so. the, the horse part. The, the yeah. horse part is, yeah, it's pretty important. So I kind of <clears throat> scrapped things together. One, I want to make him sound really cool because he is really cool. And two, he grew up on, like I said, the east side of town. And if you've been to Houston, you've been around these, <coughs> if you've been around these uh, streets, you know, it's just a different <laughs> lifestyle. No, it's hard. It's hard over here. 
Jared, I, I mean, Jared, so Jared works out here. It's hard. And you drive over here quite yeah. a bit. When you first drove over to the east side, was it your first time here? Um, probably. Well, I'll just, I mean, I drove here to um, come work out about sometime this week and I was at a gas station about <laughs> half a mile down the road and I saw two homeless people tasering each other and I honestly I walk into I walk mm. in to see Gabe and I was just like there's homeless people tasering each other. He was shook. I was I, I was kind of shook and Gabe was just like yeah there was. Gabe was not faced. <laughs> Gabe's like yeah that, uh, just another day another, another day on the block. Literally another day on the east side. Yeah, so most of the people when they come here, they're kind of freaked out. But I mean, thankfully we've had we've never had any problems here, and uh, we have good neighbors. They watch over everything. So yeah, we've never had any trouble. We've got eyes on the street. We do have eyes on the street from my man across the street. Um, I think they're out there right now. He is out there right now. They are out there. It is 10 a.m. and he for sure has a tall boy in his hand. (laughs) Uh, Funny story about him. I helped his grandson about a year ago with some college stuff. And I asked him, I said, hey, does does your grandpa ever drink water? He goes, no, dude, we actually took him to the doctor and they wanted to pay him like $1,000 a week to do a study on him, basically to see how his liver is still holding up because he doesn't drink water. But my grandpa didn't want to. Um, but yeah, that's our guy. I mean, that's our guy. He. Uh, Tall boy every morning. I remember one day I went out there, it was summer, and he has a tall boy in his left hand, and then on his right hand, he's helping his, I guess his granddaughter, ride a bike up and down the street. But, this guy, this guy's like Iron Man, where Iron Man yeah. has to have that, that whatever, plasma, heart uh, <laughs> transplant. That's how he functions. This guy functions off Modelo's. That's a, yeah. That was actually a great freaking, um, what is that? Is that a metaphor? Yeah. No, I don't know, but that was a great. So, I, that guy, yeah, that guy's electric. He's and his our, grandson, shout out to his grandson real quick. That This guy's grandson came over. I was helping Gabe one day, and Gabe was like, hey, uh, what's his name? Carlos. So, Carlos came over. He's like, hey, can you help Carlos set up a, an SAT, ACT test? And I was like, yeah, sure, of course. So, he comes over. Carlos comes over. And I'm just getting his information, email, date of birth, school, all the all the essential facts that you need to set up a test date. And he kind of seemed uninterested. You know, I felt like he didn't want to do it. And I just kind of took it as, you know, Gabe's helping another kid out because that's what Gabe does. Gabe helps out the neighborhood. He helps out anybody he can. What's that? And I want to say like half a year later, <laughs> Gabe's like, hey, you remember Carlos, the guy you set up a test for? And I was like, yeah, 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 what, what's going on? He's like, yeah, he, he basically got 100% scholarship to Texas A&M Engineering School. <laughs> and my mind was blown. What? This guy that I said, and I'm Savage. not kidding, we're in the gym. Yeah. I was in the corner on the other side on a laptop, just him sitting behind me and just trying to pull stuff out of him to set this up. And I was like, gosh, like, I feel bad. This kid doesn't want to do it. And Gabe just like, has the kindest heart to do this for this kid. <laughs> well, this kid's going to A&M and is, is grandpa's Iron Man. Yeah. So wow. that we've kind of wrapped up. I mean, this is we're in the east side. And it, it's <laughs> that's the, east side. Yeah, we're, we're in the east side. So that's a great way to start the episode with a couple stories like that. Yeah. Quick shout out to Carlos. I'm actually very proud of him. Um, 
he actually came to me his sophomore year because he wanted to train. And so uh, he played at Austin High School. And uh, you could tell he wasn't, I'm not gonna say he was a little bit behind the ball, but you could just tell he had never had like a lesson or just proper training. And he, uh, I think it was a month went by. He's like, hey, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna focus on school. I said, cool, uh, well, you're a sophomore. Whenever you're gonna get ready to take the SAT, come over here and give me a holler because I want to buy SAT prep classes for you. And he's like, cool, cool, um, I'll do that. So I didn't hear from him for like six months. And then he texted me, he's like, hey, like I'm about to start taking some classes. I mean, um, I'm gonna start getting ready for this, you know, this test. So I don't know if it was Tucker or, or one of my assistants at the time, but signed him up for SAT classes. And he like did super well, really, really well. And um, he was a 4.0 student and did really well on his SAT, got an A&M, and he's only paying, I think it's five hundred dollars a semester at A and M. And it's like housing only. Like yeah, it's, it's not even it's school. Just, it's not nothing. Is, nothing with school. And uh, actually, funny story about that. He got awarded a really good scholarship from his school, and he actually got to be um, on the field at Minimade. And Tucker yeah, saw him and took yeah, a picture of him at right. Minute Maid. Yeah, he was, one, he was one of the kids yeah. there. Yeah, so Minute Maid, the Astros do pregame celebrations for certain awards and this specific day. Like the Senior League World Series champions. How about that? I was on the field twice. Oh Don't gosh. at me. Exactly. So, like Jared said, they celebrate people, teams. And Carlos was on the field that one day, and I made sure to get a few pictures of him. Uh, and I, and that's when it hit me. I was like, "Wow, this guy's a, <laughs> this guy's a grinder." Yeah, this guy's and, and no offense to you know this side of town, but academics usually aren't number one priority. It, it just it's a, like I said, like that. That's why we're like just emphasizing different kind of demographic. The east side of town is just different than yeah. the west side or north side. South. And so that's awesome. I like again, like that was a great way to start this episode. And before we really dive into Gabe Solis and, and, and who he is and how he grew up, we just have these few questions. How we, we like to start our guests off uh, just to kind of get comfortable and to get to know you and kind of bring yeah. a little uh, humor into this. So Gabe, let's start. I'm going to start off with your last Google search. Oh, wow. Last Google search was what was what is Chris Pontius net worth? Who's Jared, Chris Bonnie? You know who, what? Uh, Chris Bonnie Wild is? Boys. Yeah, who you, is that? Jackass. Have you seen the Jackass oh, movies? Wait, weren't we going to interview um, that guy, Steve-O? Oh, we were lined up to interview <laughs> Steve-O? We Did you I, talk to him? I think we were lined up. He's on their Google Doc. So oh, sweet. <laughs> the Google Doc that I did? <laughs> Stop. So, it's a wish list. So Chris, Chris Pontius, so we these last couple days... Ethan and I and Gabe brought up Wild Boys. I don't know if you ever watch Wild Boys. So it was it was a spin off of Jackass, the videos, and Steve and Chris Pontius made their own show. It was a wilderness show. And they did their own Is it like one of those bear girls type of things? Yes, but but not but non but no not serious like that. It's like they're deal they, they literally submerge themselves in yeah. cultures around the world and just exotic animals and they go out there like a Steve Irwin would do. But they have no experience with animals, and knowingly that they're yeah. those guys from Jackass, they're insane, they're psychotic. 
Wow. They it, it and it's the most unreal. YouTube it today. Cr- oh, yeah, wow. it's wild worth boys. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. wild boys. It's worth. Yeah. It's just worth just going down a rabbit hole for like a little bit. We got to get Steve-O on this podcast. Oh, for sure. That we need a. That's a mini series if we yeah. had him. Story after story. So Chris. Okay, that's a good. That's a. That's a great answer. Like yeah. that's so out of the box. Chris Pontius, Wild Boys. Okay, so this this differs for everyone, and we like to ask this question because nobody nobody usually has the same bedtime routine or morning routine. And I know you're you're a very big routine guy. What is one, or maybe both, if you have two distinct for bedtime and morning? But what? What's your morning routine or what's your bedtime routine? I usually wake up at 5.30, brush my teeth, do all that jazz, go in the kitchen, grab some black coffee. Then I'm usually in the gym by 5.55. Then my first group's at 6 a.m. And those are high schoolers? High school kids. And uh, we usually work from 6 to like 7.15. And then they leave. And while they're finishing up, I have my junior college kids come in around. Bandits. Se- yeah, Juco Bandits. Uh, their group starts at like 7.30, but they're in here at like 7.15, 7.20. And then we'll run with them for a while. And then at 9 a.m., we start our pro group. And then they will go to about 12. So that's my morning so morning to literally almost midday yeah six to twelve usually is how it goes and then i'll take a break and then i'll go from about four to seven thirty ish eight with uh different high school kids are we going are we trans transitioning into bedtime routine we are yes this is <laughs> how i set up my my night routine so i'll go from four to about seven thirty i'll probably go get something to eat Watch an episode of uh, New Girl, which Let's I'm go. very, so we've moved very on. excited about. Last, you, time, last time Gabe talked about Netflix. I don't own, yeah, I don't own a Netflix account either. Um, are you a Schmidt guy or a um, good question. Nick guy? Definitely Schmidt guy. Okay, good. Yeah, definitely Schmidt guy. I th- Winston, though, has became really funny. He grows I, on you. I do yeah, agree. Yeah. Winston is very like, funny. Season four and five, like he's... He's out for blood, like he's hilarious. So then from there, it's usually like 9.30, 9.30, and then I'll play piano for like 10 minutes. Really? Yeah. Like and then, Beethoven's first symphony or something like that? No, more like Mary Had a Little Lamb. Oh, okay. Yeah. You just get the so brain just, going? Just learning, and then after that, I'll read for 10 minutes. By that time, my social media timer will have gone off so no more social media after 9:30, and then uh learn, knows learn from that kids that's that's discipline i have a timer that uh his <laughs> yeah only, it, huh so it there's like an internal timer in your phone and i guess all iphones do this didn't mm-hmm. know this you can limit the amount of time you're on a on a social media app and yeah. so gabe gets to the point what is your timer an hour Already. so once gabe, gabe reaches an hour of instagram time he can't open the app again. How are you supposed to slide in DMs late night? 6 a.m. <laughs> that usually is from 5.30 so to 5.45. Morning yeah, routine. Restart yeah. the timer. Usually on the toilet, sorry. But uh, I'll shoot my shot 
before then. <laughs> and it works out because like, I don't check my phone until like noonish. So. so part of that, I mean, if I were a lady and my man Gabe Solis is hit me up at 6 a.m. on the DM. Yeah. This guy's committed. Grinding. Yeah. This yeah. guy is up working. Up, you see, it's it's part of a part of staying up with the boys and waking up with the men. You know? <laughs> so you know that the you know that the men are waking up early and if they're thinking about you before work, before the grind, you know, that's that's impressive. Yeah, it really is. So I would love a DM at five forty five in the morning, <laughs> just about. Uh, yes. So then that takes me to like <laughs> 9.30 and uh, usually just hang out and then at 10 o'clock I'm, I'm in bed and usually asleep by 10.30 to 11, yeah. Jared, do you want like a, a woman to hit you up at 5.45 a.m.? I mean, I, I, I uh, opposed to a lady or a girl or a Would what? Would you... Like a woman? Well, you seem you seem very intrigued by the fact of someone hitting someone up that early. I don't know. If, it's just would like, it work both ways? If you're thinking about me at 5.45 a.m., crack of dawn, you know, shoot me a DM and maybe we can, I don't know, go get S-Bucks or anything. Croissant brioche. Starbucks? Or, yeah. Croissant brioche. Yeah, I'd be down. So. 5.45 a.m.? Dude, are you kidding me? That's sick. You're right, you're right. All right. Fair. <laughs> Gabe, that was a great wrap-up of literally just your day. <laughs> that was just yeah, the day. Yeah, I kind of went through Morning the to night. Okay, this is, this is Jared's question. I love this question. <laughs> Jared, Jared, I think Jared asked everybody this at some I, point. I really do. Jared, I, you ask it. I mean, this, okay. is, this is... This isn't even... I, regardless if this was on the script or not, I was going to ask this regardless. So, who it's on, is it's on somebody, the, It Gabe? was on the outline. Uh, that you just gave up that you don't look at the outline. Who is somebody, <laughs> Gabe, that you really... And you can take a second to think about this. Somebody that you just either want to run into or would love to have, like, lunch with. It could be anybody in the world. I, I kind of have two. Okay. So, one, obviously... My favorite athlete of all time, Kobe Bryant, rest wow. in peace. Rip. Um, and Gigi, rip. I wore 24 in high school because mm -hmm. of Kobe. Um, obviously a big fan of just how he carried himself and and his dedication and all that. And then two is actually Chad Ochocinco. That is <laughs> yeah. awesome. Chad Ochocinco, I've been a fan of him for a while. Wow. Unapologetic for who he is, I mean, he, has the perfect mixture for an athlete of cocky and confidence. Um, I mean, he, he would tell you what he's going to do before he did it, and he did it because of his preparation. And, you know, a lot of people give him, you know, a hard time because he's, he was loud and all this, but that's just who he was. And uh, so, yeah, I, I would say those two for sure. That's sick. Yeah, and Chad Ochoa doesn't drink alcohol, which I know is that. Like crazy. That's um, awesome. Really? And uh, he's like, yeah, just, you know not good for me i'm not gonna do it and i think i think that's pretty cool yeah wow jared would jared would be kind of like hey gabe can i can i come i would love to be chad ochocinco that guy would yeah. be a legend yeah like are you kidding me i love i love athletes like that to like hey like this is who i am you know this he, is and he's get. he's that's kind it. of like an outlandish person like he's very loud and people usually don't like loud people and yeah Dude, especially cocky and confident people don't like it um, have have like he like proposed to a cheerleader. He had a freaking yeah. sharpie in his yeah. in his shoe, and he sh scored Daphne. a touchdown. Yeah. and signed the ball and yeeted it the into the stands. The man changed his name. 
to Ocho, Ocho Cinco. Cinco. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he's awesome. And then did he Formerly do that? Formerly Johnson. He did that thing where he scored a touchdown, ran to ha- midfield. Uh, that was, uh, you're thinking T.O. T.O. Okay, T.O. I get those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you sure those people aren't the same people? <laughs> they they, they <laughs> might they're be. The they're the same person, dude. Yeah, they Are might you kidding be, me? Yeah. Are they best friends? They're close friends. I know that they hang out in Miami all the time. Imagine being friends with in a room with Terrell Owens and Chad Ochocinco. I also love that Chad Ochocinco like, plays competitive soccer now, and he's amazing at he's, it. He's just a crazy athlete yeah, he's all around. He's a crazy athlete. and uh, He's yeah. one of those guys that can pick up anything. It doesn't matter if it's soccer ball, football, baseball. Badminton. Yeah, probably. You could pick up a boomerang and... and l- it would come right back to him the yeah. first try, you know. It's Do you think he could pick up a chick though at 5:45 a.m.? I think he, could, yes, for sure. I agreed. If you see, <laughs> as Jared says, it's all about that blue check. It's about the blue check, yeah, he's man. Got the blue check. Oh, he's got Jesse the blue check. Does he have check. an M next to the uh, number? What do you mean? Million. You know, yeah. I don't know. He might. Ooh, I don't even know what that means. Million, million. followers. Million followers. The, oh. the number and then the M. Oh, he's in the millions. Yeah. Ocho Cinco, yeah, yeah, he's in the millions. Yeah. 100%. Okay, great answers. That was awesome. Okay, so we're going to transition into growing up Ooh, as, a, as, a, as the youngest sibling of the Solis family. So childhood, uh, and I guess the best way to start it are your mom and dad, and actually your dad, who, what was he doing? He was trying to come walk on the treadmill. He's such a grinder. Uh, he had his laptop in his hand. He was going to go go get some cardio in. Yeah, his dad was trying. Gabe kept looking at, at the door, and I, <laughs> and I was trying not to look. I didn't know if his your dad was picked up weights and was lifting right here. I don't know what not he was doing for like three minutes. I had no idea. He like picked up the weights, put them back down, then I don't know what was that going was on. That was funny. So we'll start off with him because yeah. your dad was very relevant to, to what we were just doing. <laughs> yeah. Your dad, where's like where did he start? Where did he grow up? So my dad grew up in Chicago. Okay, Chi Town. Yeah, he grew up in Chicago. Um, what side? South side? North side? I, I mean, I'm not. I honestly have no idea. I knew he grew up a White Sox fan, which is pretty funny. But uh, he grew up a White Sox fan. I didn't know those existed, honestly. What? White Sox fans? Seriously? Yeah. Back in the day, Dude, yeah. No. Yeah. Really? Go to Chicago. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a thing. It South side, yeah. Chicago, like Chance the Rapper. You know, he does, yeah, he does. He's from the south side of Chicago. Okay, they exist. So no, yeah, there's a lot of pride when it comes to the White Sox fans. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he's from Chicago. He grew up in Chicago. He went to a Catholic school, and then his family moved from Chicago to Branson, Missouri, when I he did was not know 19. That. And so he spent one year, um, his freshman year of college, in Chicago, and he moved to Branson. Sorry. So why? What was the reason to move um, into Branson? Honestly, I need to ask my grandma about that, but I know they moved to Branson and they opened up a restaurant slash hotel. Oh, wow. Okay, my grandpa sick. did. And, he, cool. and then he also opened up a, uh, a small resort that had about 10 cabins on the lake, which cool. is really cool that I want to go visit at some point. They sold it. Is but, uh, Branson, Missouri considered the Ozarks? It's close to the Ozarks. So my dad actually has been to the Ozarks. Yeah. So when he's like, what's this show about? It's like, oh, it's... Ozarks. Oh, cool. I went, I went oh, there as a child. Yeah, so your family just randomly moved to Branson, Missouri and started a hotel. Yeah. yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> Basically, Ozark is by my, oh, by my That's <laughs> no, crazy. Just so, okay, I didn't know that about your dad. That's yeah. awesome. And then your mom. My mom, um, she's a cool story, too. She was actually born in a little ranch called Cruces. 
then uh, is that the city no that's the city but the state is san luis potosi so she grew up there um when people ask me like what's my favorite vacation place or anything like that i usually say cruces because it is completely just off the map like you get there so removed yeah just no phones uh no tv nothing i mean they just made an internet cafe like i don't know five years ago and it's a blessing, obviously, but it's also a curse because all my cousins are on Facebook now. And they're like <laughs> freaking, you know, just tearing it up on Facebook. But uh, yeah, she's from there. Playing Farmville. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's it's a cute it's it's cute. Like they make an internet cafe, and like the kids are like all about it. Yeah, I never knew that. I knew I knew Gabe loved going there, but I didn't know that you know tech and all all yeah. that is just so far behind there. Oh yeah, it's literally like. I love it because cause one, my grandparents are there and uh, I get to actually spend time with my grandpa and my, that's like, my grandpa will never leave there. I mean, he comes to Houston and it's funny to say that a 90 year old man gets bored. He literally gets bored at my house in Houston. <laughs> he, he will see him like walking up and down the hallways because this poor guy is so used to like the farm life. And so, this, <laughs> this is the grandfather that you told me that has a coke with every meal of the day. Oh, he's he's yeah. So, kind of my morning routine with him: wake up, go feed all the animals, come back. He'll have breakfast. He'll slip me like one peso, like to go get him a coke. He slams a coke. Then he usually like we hang out and this and that. And then like lunchtime, we'll go do something else. Eats again, slams another coke. Then, we're talking like the Mexican yeah, coach, like right? Mexican like Mexican coach, yeah. Glass yeah. bottle. And uh, one time, I came back. I was like, Grandpa, because there's a store right across the street. But Grandpa, they don't have coke. And he goes, goes, Bessie. I go, what? He goes, Bessie. He said, you want a Pepsi? He goes, yeah, Pepsi. <laughs> okay. So, you know, Pepsi is his second choice. Not the best, but uh, so I run and I'll get him Pepsi or whatever. And... Yeah, he has three Cokes every single day. And it just baffles people because they're like, how does this guy have a full head of black hair? And like, I mean, yeah, he's, he's, he's a beast. He's an animal. He, yeah. That's he's, insane. I think he's the, healthy. He's so the, healthy. The moral of this podcast so far has find a drink that you love and drink it until you die. <laughs> stay committed. And stay committed and just drink, whether it's a tall boy or a Coke yeah. or in my case, a gallon of milk, just drink yeah. it every day. And you know, I think yeah. good things will happen. It just becomes your blood. He also has, he doesn't have a cell phone. Um, he doesn't have a license. He like, he walks everywhere. Like he, so I remember one time we're in, we're in the truck that my, my uncle left there and he got in the truck and he was driving it. And I looked down and he's driving, he's, both feet are on each, like one foot's on the gas, one foot's on the brake. And uh, at this point he used to ride a lot of bikes and we're headed, we're headed straight to a tree, like literally straight to a tree. And I'm looking at him like, what is he gonna do? Like, is he gonna turn at some point? And I look over and my, my grandpa is literally moving his body to the left, but not his hands. And so I'm like, oh my God, he thinks he's on a bike. And so I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yo, 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 yo. Uh, let's move the wheel and he kind of like looks at me and then I kind of like help him but it's just like that like he thinks he's on a bike he just moves his his body and you know 
But yeah, we were headed straight to a tree, uh, <laughs> going obviously like five miles an hour. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's my grandpa's an animal. He's he's a beast. I love that so much. So you've also got two older brothers. I do. So my old, my eldest brother was born in Branson, Missouri. Actually, uh, did not know that. That's yeah, awesome. Tito, was, right? Yeah, Tito's born in Branson, Missouri, and then I don't know. I want to say they, he was there for two, three years, maybe. Mm-hmm. And um, actually half my cousins were born in Branson, Missouri. And so after that, he moved to Houston. My parents moved to Houston. And uh, then they had my middle brother, Juanito, or Juan. He was born here in Houston, but we're all three years apart. Where did your mom and your dad meet? Because now that that you said that Tito was born in Branson, your mom is from the most remote place in Mexico. Yeah. Where where did they, like, where was the first meet? So... My dad was in Houston because he wanted to go to law school here. So while his parents were in Branson, you know, running the the resort and the hotel, he moved out here to Houston because he wanted to apply to U of H Law. Go Cougs. Quick man. story about that. He was actually 15 minutes late to turn his application, and they were closed. And my family, like Tucker knows this, we, we are late to everything. Like Not my, the most punctual people, but no. they don't stress about it. That's yeah, okay. no, we don't stress about it. So, But he was actually, we, they renewed their vows, and he was 40 minutes late to his own wedding, me, him, and my mom. <laughs> like, literally, the priest is waiting for them. There's a full church, and they're nowhere to be found. But, yeah, we also got left by a cruise once because we were late, but we'll get into that later. Uh, so my mom's sister, oh, my mom's oldest sister, lived here with her husband and somehow i need to ask him how my dad was friends with her older sister but when they met they both had uh my dad had a girlfriend my mom had a boyfriend so they met here and then uh my dad went into law school but my mom got pregnant his i want to say his last year of law school and obviously that's not the most ideal situation for him to be dealing with law school and my pregnant mom, so they thought it'd be best if my mom moved up to Branson, Missouri with my grandpa and my grandma, uh, just so they could take better care of her. And uh, she moved up there while he finished his last uh, semester or year of law school. That's neat. Mm -hmm. Uh, That news to me. So this brings me into, now that we've, we've introduced your brothers and your parents, what was growing up like? in the Solis family. Like my, my questions are, we love stories and you're yeah. a big story guy, but what were like the hardships that you, you endured, uh, the trouble that you got in? <laughs> is there any danger involved? Like what, what was it like growing up from, from your side of things? So growing up was, uh, was, was pretty cool. Uh, my oldest brother kind of got to see my dad, I guess, struggle a little bit. Mm-hmm. He. Uh, his first office was actually, it's actually down the street, across the street from El Sol, shout out to El Sol. Um, Ooh, big time calories coming out of that place. Caratronics now, but he, it was a one bedroom and one office. And it was a twin size bed for him, my brother, and my mom. Wow. So he kind of went through that. And then when my middle brother was born, my dad bought the office that he works, his main office. And then when I was born, I guess my dad was kind of rolling by then. 
So I didn't really get to see him struggle. I mean, I got to see him work. Oh, well, you still see it to this yeah, day. To this, yeah. day I mean, this man's walking on a treadmill with, with his a laptop, laptop open. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we can get into that later on because that's kind of like the whole, the first pillar. The he way kinda, this man yeah, functions is it's, absurd. It's, it's insane. It's so it's, awesome to hear that. It's like watching him daily, it's just astonishing. But um, so then I grew up and I mean, I was born and we had a house already. So it was a cool house. I actually loved that house. That was my favorite house. Where was it? On Lawndale. It was right across the street from a, uh, a, nun's, uh, a nun's house. So it was really cool. I actually love that house. I like the house better than this house actually uh, I've never we, knew uh, yeah. I always thought you were here yeah no so we grew up there it was a cool little house it was we had a really cool room it was three bunk beds mine my bunk bed and my middle brother bunk uh, bunk beds were connected and then my oldest brother had a massive bunk bed I just feel like this is Fort City yeah, uh, yeah literally Fort sick. City uh, we got in a couple tr in trouble a couple times uh, actually one time I was afraid of heights for some reason now I'm not but I was climbing up to my brother's bunk bed, my, my oldest brother's bunk bed. It was like a little bit taller. And I looked down and I don't know how I was, how I was but I fainted and I freaking <laughs> fell just right on my ass. Just limp? Yeah, just. yeah like legitimately limp, just boink. Uh, so yeah, we lived there. I mean, when we lived there, it was more, more, more of a normal lifestyle because we were in a community, mm -hmm. like my neighbors weren't a pawn shop owner in a gas station. Uh, so we would go like trick-or-treating, so it was pretty normal at that point. We uh, trick-or-treating. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'd go trick-or-treating, can't really ask the for normal candy that, at a pawn shop. The normal checklist. That's what defines yeah. normal. Yeah, to me, <laughs> that, yeah. So that was, that was uh, we didn't I like the house neighborhood, a lot. neighborhood hitmen. Yeah, yeah. So I definitely like that house. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a nice house. It was a really nice house. There was a gas station like down the block, and I remember like every day like me and my brothers would walk down. Go there. hit up the gas yeah. station, get, get some, candy get or some something. Get some Cheetos like that. and some, get a and some bean dip, and you know. <laughs> yeah, Pepsi. Um, and just walk back to the house. And Cheetos crush, and bean dip. Was that, that the move? Oh yeah, you've never had bean dip. Was that gassy? I feel like that was gassy oh, a little man. bit. Yeah, but we're. Do you suggest that to your bean dip? Yes. To your clientele now? No, 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 no. no. Gluten free, gluten free, <laughs> dairy free for sure. No Cheetos. Um, <laughs> Yeah, right. so yeah, that was, that was that, and then we, is there hmm? is there a specific time when you grew up when it, it was just like you like knew you were in trouble, whether it was like running down the street, running away from someone, or just getting in trouble with your parents? Was, was there? Yeah, I mean a lot. I was. Was one that sticks out to you? I know you have so many stories because yeah. I've heard a lot of them, and we've only got like an hour and a half. What is like the one that you yeah. that hits you in the head, and you're like, yeah, this is this is crazy. Oh, or you can man. do top 15. There's so I many think, stories. Honestly, okay, so I'm just I'm going to help you out. The one that sticks out the most, and I don't know if Jared's heard this one, was when the maybe the fireworks, <laughs> you all throwing stuff over the fence, and, and they tried to get in the house. So <laughs> that, was, uh, that was for sure self-inflicted. We called that upon ourselves. But when I was younger, I mean, you know, you, you're curious. You're like, you get bored, and, you know, there's only so much you could do, and so me and my buddy Mo were like, man, you know, a couple of our friends were like, yeah, we went, you know, egg, whatever, so-and-so. So we decided that it was a good idea to 
try egging egging cars and i have this a white is, fence this is the east side coming yeah out. i have a white i have a white fence and uh we would basically push the trampoline close like really close to the white fence and we'd you know pop up you know hit a car and <laughs> pop back down cars. yeah and you know we were little did we know we were practicing our arm speed but yeah uh, so one day mo brings one of our buddies steve he brings him and this was kind of a mo and me thing and i guess mo told steve and steve's like oh like dude we should throw eggs or whatever da, da, da. and i was like, yeah okay sure and so uh kind of so we were using whole foods like like organic eggs and my mom would be like did y'all eat a carton of eggs last night <laughs> and every time would be like yeah we made so many migas last night like so because we would wake up and there'd be a freaking carton of eggs so gone. many migas yeah and so this time uh, my cousin my cousin was living with us at the time joseph and he was actually living right in there that was a, that was a bedroom and uh, we're like hey joseph do you want to you want to go throw eggs with us? And he's like, no, but I'll go watch. So okay, cool. So we pushed the trampoline, and we had a rule like, no front windshield, like no. Agreed. Everything. No great yeah. rule. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know. But every everywhere else on the car is fair game. Oh yeah, tire. Like we, I would aim for tires, and for like the trunk or something. The open open side window. Yeah, I would try to get the egg like inside the window. But <laughs> so the first car comes in. You know, we all hit it, and then we hide, and and I can't remember this so vividly. A green truck comes out of the gas station, and I hit it in the tire. Mo hits it in the trunk, and obviously Steve uh, hits it in the in the front windshield, like dead smack <laughs> front windshield. So I bend down, and Mo's bent down, and I look up, and Steve is still like peeking at the truck. And he's like, dude, 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 I got it on the front windshield. And I, I remember I grabbed Steve and I freaking threw him down. And and uh, this is like 13, 12-year-old Gabe. I'm like, you just, you know, bleeped us. Like, you know, you just ended us, dude. And I hear the car reverse. You can use explicit. You can cuss. Oh, okay. So I'm like, you fucking ended us. <laughs> so the car reverses. And... I'm like, okay, now we're really just in a bad situation. So we run in to the house and I look at Steve and I'm like, you need to go check what they're doing. Like you did this, this is on you. Yeah, yeah like go figure it out. And he's like, okay, so he like runs over there across the yard and he, he literally peeks for like half a second, he like peeks and boom, he's like in a full sprint towards us. I'm like, what the shit? And so he comes in, he goes, He's like laughing. He's like, dude, 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 a guy's gonna jump the fence. And I look at him and I'm like, like, stop fucking around, Steve. Like, he's you know, laughing. Y'all yeah, are like, yeah. Pissed I'm like, off. stop fucking. Like, what, what's actually? And then he goes, look. And I, we all turn around and this guy goes, Burp, peeps over the fence, looks at his boys, I guess. And he's like, they're in here. Jumps the fence. Hops the fence. He's was on he the big? property. Was he big? No, no, no I'll get into this. Okay. So he hops the fence. Kind of funny. It was funny. It's funny now, but it was not funny back then. He hops the fence and he was trying to land on the trampoline. He misses the trampoline. <laughs> falls on his ass. I don't know how he didn't break his freaking tailbone. He pops up, 
and starts sprinting. He towards acts us. like he's not hurt. Like, yeah, no, you, I feel I'm like this man is on pure adrenaline. Oh right yeah, now. he starts sprinting towards us, and in my head, I'm like, I think I like zoned out. I'm like, oh my Fainted. god, like this, you know, this bleep, this motherfucker really jumped my fence, and so I'm like, it's our wow. property. He's I'm like, I'm property. like, sh- I'm like shocked, like man, and so what time I, is it right I now? I was like. 2 a.m. Parents are yeah, Parents asleep. are knocked out. Oh, God. And, um, oh, God. 2 a.m., a yeah. guy jumps your fence. And That's so intense. I'm like, oh, snap. And I hear, Gabe, Gabe, Gabe. And I look back, and I don't see anybody. My friends and my cousin are gone. So I'm like, oh, snap. So I take off, and I turn to the left right there, and I go inside there. And I run through the hallway, and I look left, I look right, and I can't find my friends or my cousin. I'm like, oh shit. So we used to have a sauna that was right there, like right outside the hallway. So I, I get in the sauna. I'm like, okay, I'm safe. Well, then I look at the door and I, I realize it's a see through door and you can see my whole body. I'm like, oh <laughs> shit, I am not safe. So then it, you know, I'm from East End. So it's like, hey, like, you know, okay, that's fine. The guy's not big. He's like five We're going four. into fight mode now. Yeah, so I'm like, you know what? That's fine. You can take care of this guy. So in my head, I'm like literally visualizing what's gonna go down. Like this guy's gonna walk by, I'm gonna freaking choke him out and you know, you know, put him to sleep and you know. Drag him outside. Yeah, drag him outside. Throw him like a cartoon. Throw his ass over the fence and you know, we'll go back to you know, just chilling. So I'm like waiting. So my adrenaline's high, I'm like, okay, like you know, anytime now. And then he didn't come in. So I'm like, what? Is going on and then I hear banging on that door right there you see that little circle mm-hmm. he had thought I went into that room which is my parents restroom no. but that door is super thick but you see that little circle yeah that's from a barbell the guy was literally hitting that door with a barbell thankfully that door is super thick my parents have a restroom and then they have another door that's super thick that they close so they can't hear a thing He's inside. Wow, he's, he's inside. Yo, he's in here. He's in here. And so I'm like, okay, so now it's not about me. It's about my parents. And Tucker knows anytime something gets put on my parents or my friends or my family, like it just it just changes the whole thing. So I'm like, okay, now this guy's like, this is my parents. Like, you know, oh, this is my, this is also a 12 year old gay. I have no idea. Like, you know, I'm like thinking the of consequences like an 18 year old man. Like, no, you're no. 12. <laughs> the mindset at this point changed into a man. So I'm like, you know what? This guy has to go. I have to end this guy's life. Oh my God, that was... (laughs) Yeah, it got got serious really quick. So my whole thing... I was playing Fortnite, keep that in mind, and you were killed, whatever. (laughs) My, my... So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get out of the sauna, I'm gonna go to the kitchen, try to find my friends. If I can't, that's fine, I'm gonna get a blade, I'm gonna go in the gym and, you know, I'm cut his ass. <laughs> so here I go. You know, I open up the gym. I open up the sauna door, and I look into the gym. <laughs> not one, not two, not three, but four absolute cholos are in my house. In in the, in the gym. I'm talking about one big boy, one skinny boy that you know has a blade on him, just tatted up to the neck. No I'm way. like, oh snap. 
obviously I can't go in there by myself. So this is still, you know, Gabe being, you know, it's no worries. I'll find my boys, <laughs> you know, <laughs> We're gonna four, get on, four on four. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's a fair fight. And so I can't find th- these guys anywhere. <laughs> so I go in the bedroom and I sit down. I'm like, man, what, now what? So is that door locked? No, that door's not locked. No. And they're just chilling in here. They're in here. They thought I was in there, in that room. So <laughs> my mom comes out. She goes, hey, are y'all playing hide and go seek in, oh. in the gym? And if you get to know my mom, you'll know why I lied to her face. I said, yes, we're playing hide and go seek. Go back inside. If my mom would have found out that there was four guys in here, she would have she would have said, find the kids. We're all going in there. My mom is fierce. <laughs> like, my mom is fierce. Like, I remember one time some kid hit me. And she like chewed me out because I didn't hit him back. She's like, if someone hits you, you hit him fucking harder back. So <laughs> I'm like, go back inside, go to sleep. So I finally find my cousin and my friends there in the pantry, like shaking. I'm like, what are y'all doing? And they're like, oh, you know, we're just hiding. I'm like, did you call the cops? I'm like, no, why the phone's right there? I'm like, okay. So four against four, right? Let's go. Grab a blade. So I'm still, you know, set on, you know, any of these guys' life. So <laughs> my cousin, my poor cousin just is like shaking. He's like, I'm not going to go in there. He goes, you, you, got, you guys need to go in there and, and apologize. And my, my, one of my best. We're, we passed yeah, that. My best, passed yeah, that. My, yeah. My best friend nope. looks at him like straight face. Like, this is out of a movie. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? Those are cholos out there. They'll kill us. <laughs> and so I'm like, he's right. We're not going to apologize. If we go in there, it's because we're trying to, you know, yeah, cut if, some people Yeah, up. if you go in there, you know what's going to happen. Yeah. So at this point, my dad comes out. He's like, go to sleep now. So we go back in the room, and I'm like, hey, like, we can't. I got to go back in that room. I got to go back in the gym and see if they're there. So... Shout out to my friends and my cousin. Not one of them came in the gym with me. I come in the gym by myself with a 12-inch kitchen knife, pitch black in the gym, and start going room by room to see these guys are still there. They had, they had left already. So at that point, I'm like, okay, that was scary. That was very scary. And my, they, I'm like, just come in there with me. They're like, nope, <laughs> we'll stay out here, and if anything happens, we'll call your dad. I'm like, oh, great. So at that point, I'm like, I gotta go tell my dad. So I go to my dad, like, hey, this happened. He's like, oh, snap, we need to call the police. So we call the police, and they had basically robbed my poor cousin. <laughs> like, they took his guitar, his bass, <laughs> they took my that. iPod. Uh, it was just oh, no. things like that. And uh, yeah, and uh, I got chewed out by a police officer. And um, that was about it. Yeah, that was a uh, dude. Cow. Wow. But, uh, I knew Jared like that one. Wow. Yeah, that was uh, that was the whole egg throwing story. My dad loves bringing that story up. He loves bringing that story. He was like, this idiot thinks he was actually gonna like cut this, you know, <laughs> gangster. This gangster would have just wow. like shot me in the foot or something. Okay, Dude, that was. Oh my that, god. That lived yeah, up. I mean, I don't think we'll have another guest that can talk that like was a, the, that a was troublemaking story. The like hype. That. That was, I mean, yeah, that was when I was, that 12, was 12 or 13, but <laughs> it was, uh, I think the highlight of the night is my cousin, you know, 
thinking we were going to go apologize, apologize to four guys with yeah. neck tattoos. Neck like, tattoos yeah, in the that's house. not what like they want to hear. Like, yeah, they're here for one thing, like either to whoop her ass or just they were, like, steal everything. They were banging down the door with a barbell looking for their apology. Yeah. They really yeah. We just want a sorry. Hey, guys. We just want a sorry. Just say sorry. Give us a rag. We'll clean the egg off. Like, no. <laughs> Like, no, come on. We're looking what? for a rag. Okay. Some, some Windex or whatever. Okay, we gotta, yeah, right. No, it's not going to happen. All right, we got to move on a little bit. <laughs> Just give us a rag. Wait, Tuck, can, can we talk about um, can we talk about how we know Gabe? What do you mean? I kind of feel like, I don't know. I how feel, we know him? Yeah, like, well, I was, like actually, like, like are we going to get to, like, so this, where we met Gabe, this how is we know him, this how he's influenced this is our lives? Part, so we've, dude, we've already gone. 50 minutes. <laughs> the rag. Oh, so, 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 <laughs> this, so this is, we'll, we'll go through this one because I really want to talk yeah, about yeah, SJ yeah. training yeah. and, and mm. talk about that and how you got into it and, and, and just the whole wrap of, of behind what it is. But high school real quick, Gabe, you were homeschooled yeah. you know, all your life up until 10th grade, which is where Gabe and I met. Unknowingly, Gabe and I, and I don't even know why Gabe was in a Spanish class in high school. Gabe and I were yeah, in the same Spanish class in 10th grade for, what, like a week or so? Because you, ended up, you yeah. ended up leaving. And I didn't know Gabe at the time because he was new, and I don't even think we had done much baseball yet. So I hadn't seen his face very much. Gabe probably spoke more Spanish than the teacher, if we're being <laughs> completely honest. A hundred percent. And so... I was in that class, Gabe was in that class as well, but we didn't really meet until baseball kind of kicked off yeah. and we started playing baseball and we were around each other every day. Gabe, I think, I think the, the biggest, biggest thing, thing that sticks, sticks out to me or the biggest, biggest question, question I have about that time is what was transitioning <laughs> like from homeschool your whole entire life to being submerged in a 4,000 person high school. And then they had the riot that year. Yeah, yeah, that was right here at Lamar, historic. What was it like? Like, what would, So my biggest questions are, what was difficult? What stood out to you? What did you learn? What were new things that you had never experienced, but you enjoyed? Like, what, what were some things that you had never realized until you got to actual high school? <laughs> so when I got to Lamar, uh, it was a culture shock for sure. I went from having, you know, an hour of math to having an hour and 30 minutes of physics and my brain was fried. Uh, so that was definitely hard. My attention span was just not there. I mean, after second period, I was just well, especially with, checked out. Especially with 40 other kids in the classroom. Yeah, I was completely and, checked and out. And what, 90% of them could care less that they yeah. were in class? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it was huge. Stuff like that. Yeah. It was, it was huge. I mean, I was around bad kids growing up my whole life, so that didn't really affect me. Like the fights, like I was like, oh my gosh, just fight. Uh, so that didn't really affect me. But I guess what kind of affected me was definitely the time. Like I was like, oh man, this is a lot of time we're spending here. Um, and also kind of my freedom. <laughs> so yeah, freedom was completely taken away. I mean, part of the reason we were homeschoolers is because we traveled so much growing up, and it went from like wait, what do you mean I can't go on vacation with my family because I have a physics test? What? Yeah. So that was the biggest thing. Like, my lifestyle changed completely from, you know, I was working a lot when I was younger at my dad's office, so I wasn't making money anymore, which is, like, super weird. And then, uh, yeah, I went from there. And also the girls were a major component. I <laughs> never seen, you know, so many beautiful women in one place. 
Uh, in Lamar High School, man. As my boys would say, snow bunnies. But uh, that was that was big too. But baseball was the kind of like the equalizer because I mean I played baseball. Which my is whole why life. you went to yeah. Lamar. Yeah. So I played baseball my whole life. So that was kind of like what helped me transition a lot easier. And then, I mean, really, if like you go to Lamar, like your friends are like who you play sports with because you're with them. So yeah, much. Right. So yeah, yeah, you kind of have yeah. to. Yeah. So like I would eat lunch with them, like eat after practice, all that. So that that was what helped make the transition was it, a lot easier. Was it true? Had you had never had you never had Whataburger? Yeah, I'd never had. Before you a, got to Lamar, I'd never had a Whataburger, and uh, never had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> what? Yeah. So I actually, wow. <laughs> I would. I had one this morning. <laughs> I would. So my mom, my grandma, was cooking for us like every day, and she would bring us crazy good Mexican food. I mean, Tucker ate yeah, so was, well. Yeah. Tucker ate. Like Gabe, top line. I never brought lunch to school at yeah, Lamar. When Gabe, when Gabe got to Lamar, I stopped bringing a yeah. lunch to school because someone would drop off food at school every day. Yeah, legitimately, and two two to go boxes, one for Gabe and one for Tucker. Yeah, like every yeah. day. And people would come and be like, "Dude, what is that?" I'm like, "Dude, you got a PB and J? I'll switch it." <laughs> Gabe, Gabe's I was a crackhead. Gabe's for PB trading and legit like pulled chicken enchiladas. Yeah. Rice, beans, like <laughs> yeah. awesome, authentic Mexican food. And Gabe's like, dude, I will give you this for your peanut butter jelly sandwich. Yeah, PB and J's are wow. It's a blessing that they came <laughs> into my life. So okay, that's amazing, Jared. Do you? I don't. I don't know if you. Jared's at Episcopal. Like I haven't. I haven't come down to, the road. I, I haven't know. come into life yet. We did play you guys though one year in fall ball. Yeah. I don't think I don't we played them. Yeah, we were I gone. Know. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. We only played Lamar one time. So, Gabe and I played up the middle with Lamar. When it came to senior year, college was coming around. We were about to go different places. I was going to West Virginia, and Gabe was going to San Jack, where I also ended up. And we could have a whole segment on junior college. Oh man, yeah, we could. We could have stories a series. and stories and stories. Yeah, we could we'd design our own podcast just sure, straight yeah, around junior college junior stories. Junior. So you get to junior college and you spend a couple years at San Jack, and we could talk about this a long time, but I really want to get to what you do. Yeah. But what were your biggest takeaways from college? Because you went to San Jack, then you went to Kansas State for a short stint to play baseball. Then you left K-State, you went to St. Ed's for a year, and then you finished up at University of yeah. Houston. Talk about, I, in, in as short of time as you can, talk about like that transition from playing baseball to getting to the point where you knew it wasn't a future and playing, but you're still in the game, yeah. but on the other side of it. Yeah. So high school, I was good, and but I knew, so I'm, I'm very real with myself. My junior year, I knew that hey, I'm not gonna play this game for a long time. I was real with I was real with myself, so I started learning, and we'll we'll get into that more with uh, with kind of my mentor. So I started learning. I was like, I don't want to play this game forever. One, I can't. But uh, two, I like teaching, and so at my junior year, I started really like learning stuff. Like I spent a summer with Tom House, like learning. And, and just listening yeah, and soaking so, in information. Yeah. So then 
I went to Sanjak and I knew like, hey, this is, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not looking to, you know, sign at, you know, right. A&M or anything like that. Like, uh, you're enjoying your time. Yeah, I'm enjoying playing. my time. You're yeah. still playing. Yeah. And I love Sanjak. Like I, you still train. I Dude, half the team. love Sanjak. Sanjak, TA, and all the coaches were amazing to me. I mean, my freshman year, second semester, I got an accident, a really life-changing accident, January 5th. And I remember calling TA, our head coach, and I'm like, TA, like, I just got in this accident. Like, it's really bad, like, you know, this and that. And I remember TA saying, like, this guy's only known me for four months. I haven't played a single inning for this guy. And he said, Gabe, you come back whenever you feel like you're ready to come back. We are family. You can come back at any time you want. So they were already practicing. I didn't come back to like the 22nd. And when I came back, it was like open arms. Like it wasn't like where you've been. Yeah, like this yeah, and that. no pressure. So I've kept that for so long. And, you know, and anything they need, like, I'm more than welcome to do for them. I build them a plyo wall yeah, last shoot. semester. Those, guys, those coaches, that coaching yeah. staff, anytime they get players, they refer. Yeah. They refer you. And I always give them a discount, and I will always give them a discount, not because they're amazing athletes, but because of TA and because of that coaching staff, what they meant to me in the literal hardest time of my life yeah that's cool so, I, didn't, I didn't i never knew that yeah, part with the, so rest, with the coaches. anything they need it's like i will somehow try to get it done for them so from there uh i was already training kids my my first year and second year at san jack and then uh, i knew that that's what i want to pursue mm-hmm. but then i kind of sounds funky but i knew going at d1 and playing at d1 would be good for my resume for my credibility right, to do right, what I right. do now. So I, I literally went to K-State based off that. Didn't like it too much. Uh, just wasn't your world. Wasn't, wasn't my your world, own, you which know, is okay. Just, just wasn't my place and I left. And I left and I remember when I came back, I started training a lot of people from San Jack. I had, I think I had 14, 14 of their pitchers that year working with me alone and my dad I remember my dad asking me like hey like what do you want to do but you know what like I feel like I need to uh, have a little fun before I fully dive into this thing <laughs> she's like yeah dude, I'm like, young man you know, go do your thing uh, so I was like okay so I went to St. Ed's and I lived in Austin for five months. And like was, he, yeah. when he says he lived in Austin, he lived what on like se- or Fifth Street? Fifth Street, just down the street from Sixth. Yeah. At an awesome, at an awesome apartment complex. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I don't blame you. I would have. Yeah, I, I eaten that up too. Definitely had probably too much fun actually. <laughs> and so, you know, halfway through, it's like April, and I'm going to Sixth Street, like basically for brunch. I mean, it's just bad. <laughs> Uh, I call my dad I'm like hey like alright it's time to get the ball rolling like I want to do this business like 100% so I applied to U of H like April and I got in and then it was just since then it's just been on like Donkey Kong yeah honestly I has yeah. this place and, is, uh, you walk in this place in the mornings and it's it's a yeah. party yeah, like so. people are in here getting after it music's blaring yeah you've got high schoolers you can just see like you can see children 
And then the other corner you see like guys that are kind of developing and then you look in another corner and you're like, those are grown men. Yeah. Yeah, so after St. Edwards, I'm like, okay, this is what I'm gonna do. I, you know, I was, I always knew what I was gonna do, and I had done before. I already had like 15, 20 clients before I actually like, okay, this is, this is it. But once I left St. Edwards, it was just a whole another kind of mindset. And it's like, like okay. this is do or die. Like, like this is, okay, we're this doing is, it. This is full send now. Right. Yeah. Like, boom. Even and my school was second behind you know, trying to develop right. this place. Right, and so that's when you, you went to U of H to finish your yeah. degree, and part of that is I'm in Houston, I'm at home, and I'm working too. Yeah. I'm doing both, I don't have to travel anywhere, yeah. and so I'm here doing my thing, like you said, like, I'm doing my job, I already have my clientele, like, I have people, I'm making money here, I'm just getting this degree just because I need my degree, Yeah. and then I'm gonna move on just to, S like, now we're here, we're at yeah. SJ Training, and how, when, when did it come to mind where you're like, I'm gonna make my own business? Like, cause, cause before it was just like you and, and having people over, when, were, when did like the stamp SJ training come into place? I always knew I wanted to do my own thing. I always knew I wanted to start my own business. I always knew that I wanted to help kids. So are you an entrepreneur? I don't know, some may, I don't know. I don't know. But that's up to you, man. Honestly, I got into this business. I've always loved making money. Always. I mean, I got my first check from my dad's office at like seven or eight years old. I used to be the file boy there and I was a grinder. And I also cut grass on the weekends. I remember for my ninth or tenth birthday, I got a lawnmower. Literally. I asked for a lawnmower. What? Yeah. I was like, give me a lawnmower and it was an it was it was an, an like an electric one, so I had to buy freaking ten damn, you know, extension cords. Uh, but I mean, Saturdays I would cut grass and like, so I've always <laughs> loved making money. You imagine just the yeah. huge it, it extension was, it cord. Was terrible. Uh, hey, you mind if I cut your grass? Oh uh, yeah, go for it. All right, well, yeah. you got an outlet anywhere yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> near the so, front yard. So I always like making money because I've always liked helping kids in my neighborhood. So my dad is like, I know you like helping kids in your neighborhood, but you know how you can help more kids? It's like, how? He's like, making more money. <laughs> so that's why I was like, okay, I'm starting my own business and you know, that's just what it's gonna be. I'm gonna make a lot of money and help a bunch of kids and that's just how it's gonna go. So my drive to start my own business was basically like, I'm gonna make as much money as I can so I can give back to this community. Yeah, and, and that's so what that you do. Like, I mean, yeah. and as a, you know, witness to that, Gabe helps out so many different, whether it's his own people, whether it's the people in his gym, if they need help, Carlos across the street. Uh, or, or a white it, kid from Episcopal. Jared Birch from Episcopal. The the kids that you helped out, uh, like the kindergartners, where you all took them, you took a whole class to Barnes and Noble and bought the whole class books. Yeah, some like, of those kids hadn't even been in a bookstore. Yeah, so it, it it's awesome seeing like you're not just like oh I love money because I want to make money it's like no like I need this so very I, selfless so I can distribute this to yeah, the people in my money, neighborhood yeah more money make more people are gonna help kind of deal that's awesome so how was it starting this like how was it difficult because I know and I want to talk about Alex yeah because he's a big component of this yeah. he's been with you practically your whole life yeah since we're there who is Alex Alex moved from Cuba to Houston I want to say when I was 12 or 13 
And uh, he's been with us since. He was my coach. I mean, he's an animal. He played pro ball in Cuba for a long time. And so, I mean, I've learned so much from him, and he is one of the biggest reasons why this, this works, is like, functions, yeah, yeah, yeah. runs. Um, so, yeah, he's he's a man for sure. He came in, and, like, I knew that we could make a good team because he's so patient with kids. Yeah, he we came in and, like— You'll balance each other yeah, out and, very uh, well. We've—the thing is, is, like, I don't want to say starting this was easy, but— I knew yeah, that easy, I yeah. knew that the easiest part was working hard mm-hmm. because Alex is such a hard worker and so yeah. am I. So it's like, grand. You know, like this is not going to be a problem. Like it's just going to be kind of. You know? Yeah. Was it hard to, obviously, like being at San Jack and you said you got those guys, but outside of San Jack, was it difficult to get clientele? Was it hard to get kids here at first? I know we had, like I said, like you had San Jack. You also have Lamar. Yeah. And there's that you know, lifeline through those kids. Yeah. But now you're training, you know, guys that are in the playing in pro organizations and a lot like you have a lot of guys in here that have no affiliation to Lamar, no affiliation to San Jack. You've got kids from I mean a good spread yeah. wide out part of Houston. Yeah, so like I've got kids from outside of Houston, outside yeah, the state too. The, yeah. So basically really? my whole outline basically of business and life has come from my dad and hopefully we can get into that a little bit later but if you're good at what you do the athletes will come and that's why I haven't spent a cent on like social media like Tucker used to tell me like dude post something I'm like that's just like not yeah, my just thing not like you know tech savvy either uh, yeah yeah I can't even put a DVD in uh, <laughs> so I've been I've been blessed beyond belief to work with in my opinion, the smartest people in this industry, hands down, like hands down, the smartest people in the industry have been my mentors. So I've been blessed with that, and then I've been blessed with having really good athletes. And part of that is these, I know these guys, it's it's word of mouth for them too. Like, hey, like, hey, I've been working out at Solis' place. Yeah. You need to come. You need and to and that's all this. it is. And that's all I wanted to do is word of mouth. And it's know? crazy how, how many people have grown. Like, I've come yeah. in here, and there's been 30 people in here at once. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is chaos. But Gabe knows that these pro guys can take care of the business. Hey, this is what yeah. we're doing. So Gabe's monitoring them, but he can go to the other side of the room for a little bit because he knows they're going to – and he'll come back and be like, hey, where are we at? Where are we at? And Alex is also roaming around. You mentioned your mentor, and I know – and I know there's probably a couple or a few, but who yeah. who's, and I know you talk to him a lot, but talk about him. So Lauren Lando has been my mentor since I was 17, 18 years old. And he is, first of all, he's brilliant. He's a beast. He's brilliant. He's a strength coach for the Denver Broncos. He owns two gyms and his clientele is just like, Crazy. And he's always like, been based out of Denver. He's always been based out of Denver. I mean, I've seen Christian McCaffrey in the gym. I've seen Vaughn Miller. I just missed Peyton Manning one day. I was really upset well, about that. Well, it's not just football players either. It's he's got UFC I mean, guys in there. He's got Missy track Franklin's runners. Missy Franklin's been in there when legit. I'm in there. Wow. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, anybody you can think of, like, he's worked with. So he's, he's like, in this industry, he is my idol. He's amazing. But the coolest part about it, Lauren is I could text Lauren 
right now and he'll get back to me like within hours. He doesn't owe me a thing, a cent. And he's like, obviously he's light years ahead of me and he'll mm-hmm. text me back. And I'm like, wow, that's really cool. But uh, the relationship with him like is super cool. Um, it's like super neat because I mean, I think that's I'm a testament. On a, a Zoom call with him on Thursday. He's like, I mean, he's he's definitely my idol when it comes to this right. industry. Like he's, and the cool thing about it, every seminar I go to that he's speaking at, after he speaks, I mean, every strength coach literally flocks to this guy. Like when Lauren Lando speaks, when he like, talks, everyone shuts everyone up. Everyone listens, and so like he's like, yeah, he's amazing. That's a, I think that's a testament on your part too. Is I mean, if this guy if this guy is going at you, he and he's texting you back. He's making a conscious effort to text you back, to call you, to get on Zoom calls with you. I think it's a testament on your part that, like, hey, like you're doing the right thing. Like he yeah. sees something in you. Wait, how'd, yeah. you, how'd you meet this legend? This legend? He I walked in the trained. gym one time in he high actually, school yeah. and this guy, I didn't know who he was at first. It was just a big yeah. jack guy. And I was he, like, yeah. Who is I just walked right back out because <laughs> I felt like I should be. So he <laughs> trained me for a while and he kind of like knew like, hey, like I'm more interested in like learning. Yeah, he trained me for a while and then he kind of like saw me transitioning into like, you know, becoming a strength coach. I think it's also and evident with people that are around you, Gabe, they see how, how natural it is when it comes to, when you teach people, you, it's, it gets an, it's a natural thing for you. You just yeah. know how to do it very well. And that, and in this, in this business, when it comes to being a trainer, and working with athletes and body movements, teaching is the component of teaching is literally single-handedly like yeah. the one thing. You can know all this information, but if you don't know how to translate it to people, then it's worthless. Yeah. So actually when every time the draft comes along, I will text every single mentor I've had and thank them. Every single time. And so this cool. this one time, the I think it was two years ago, I had eight guys go in the draft. And Lauren was speaking in Dallas. But I had Chris's high school graduation that day. And Chris is a Chris massive, is like Gabe's brother. Massive part of my life. It was more of a father until he went to college. Gabe is his mentor. More of a brother. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I'm like, well, I can't miss his graduation, but I want to go basically go to Dallas and thank Lauren. And so I got up at, I don't know, five, six in the morning, got on a flight to Dallas. Someone picked me up. I went to the seminar, paid to go to the seminar, obviously to listen to Lauren because he's brilliant and I learned things every single time. But I, the gist of it is I went to, I flew to Dallas to personally shake his hand and tell him like, thank you. I didn't, he was like the third speaker. There was like five more speakers and I just bounced after that. And I flew back to Houston and I saw you. And you got the graduation. graduation? Yeah. But like that is like why, like I know exactly where I am and I know exactly why I am there. And so like everyone gets a thank you from me. Like I call all the coaches, um, obviously my parents and all that. But that is like what I want to like push for. Like yeah. Lauren like knows like, hey, like, you know, he's like, you came all this way. I came all this way to shake your hand and say thank you. Obviously, just listen to them too. Right. So, what would you say? And it could be in past information or current or something he recently told you. 
but what, what's one thing that he's told you? What's one thing that he's, any advice he's given you that has stuck to you? And it could be something that he recently told you, or it could be something like a couple years ago that, that is still really relevant today. Yeah, he recently, I texted him and said, hey, do you have any time to get on a Zoom call? I know you're busy with the Broncos. And he's like, I'm super busy, but your family saw my time. And that was like, Poof. So basically, when he said that, I, it made me remember like, one of the biggest reasons why I've had the very little success I've had in the very little time is because I legitimately care about these guys. Mm -hmm. Like these athletes are family towards me. To Jared, me. can you attest to that? Yeah. Yeah, we'll get into that story in a second. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like he, when he said like we're family, I remember like this like for an athlete to give me trust with his basically with his life with his career like that is pretty serious yeah. you know what i'm saying so yeah that that's cool really cool yeah i bet he doesn't even like realize that 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 those words he said like hey your family yeah. so i'll make time for you i bet he doesn't even, like realize how much that hits you yeah and how much that means to you that's awesome jerry well <laughs> i don't even know how to shape this like <laughs> i know we never got to what your relationship with gabe was like or how you met him or but what was kind of like i guess i would say what was like that breaking point where oh i think we all know what the breaking point was where you you <laughs> learned you he learned gabe didn't really know who you yeah. were at first but this is what made it this is what flipped everything around and turned into so, what it is today oh god i don't even know where to go with this but basically i i was a i don't even know tucker i don't even know how i like got in here but it was word of mouth and I'm just this Episcopal kid that went to Baylor and so like I'm in here with like these bandits you know and like Tucker is in here invites me or like I didn't even know what it was but Tucker invited me and I was like ooh like I don't know like I, I don't even know where this this is going but so basically like moral of the story like moral of my life is that like I get cut more times than a postcard when it comes to college baseball and so like it's a big it's a big part of my um it's a big part of my like forte of like wow like there's not many guys like or coaches or whatever or whatnot that like really like believe in like my ability and like believe in me and so i remember next jordan hicks i remember i remember coming in coming in here and being like ah like i'm still at baylor like whatnot like i kind of want to leave and and then kind of told Gabe I was thinking about going to junior college but I didn't really like think he remembered and like when I was actually leaving to go to junior college he really he texted me and it was like were you thinking about going and I was like one I didn't even know like you're you like knew that and so like one thing led to another and so it came down to this one defining day where it was early in the morning we had to get up and I was like everybody knows I'm not an early morning person and then I remember texting Gabe something along the lines of Gabe, should I come in today? Should I come in today or should I get two extra hours? Of yeah, sleep? I said, I literally texted him. I said, should I come in today or should I get go to sleep and get extra sleep? I was fuming. And it's okay that Gabe's mad. And see, it's actually, in fact, good that Gabe is fuming. And that's a good thing because that means that Gabe cares. And so that's when the switch flipped. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, this, I'm this random Episcopal white kid that should have never been in this freaking gym and i was like dude this guy for the first time in my college history like literally the first guy that's like a mentor and has like a leadership role in like my my career i was like this guy actually believes in my ability and that was the first time literally in so long that anybody's ever been like no like 
you if you work hard and you I, it was kind of like that kick in the butt that i needed i was like oh my god somebody because like i'd been at other training facilities i've been with other workout facilities they don't care if you come in you know as long as you pay in the money and you give them what they want and you show up and you write the check you know they could care less if you make it to the league or you know start flipping burgers they don't care but not that there's anything wrong with that but i was like oh my god I actually like there's somebody in this freaking world that believes in my ability and it was the first time I mean and since then I don't think I missed ever I mean I'm I like I'm never there's no thought of going anywhere else and it's it's a two-way street with trust like I it, it took me a little bit not even it took me a little bit it took me I figured out that I trusted Gabe and I was like okay it's it's over like I have no there's no thought of going anywhere else or doing anything else like we're gonna do this and we're gonna show up and we're gonna work hard and we're gonna get after it and so it's a two-way street of trust and it's a two-way street of of like mentorship but like um i really do appreciate gabe what how you actually believe in me and it's crazy and it means a lot and it's changed my career and it's changed how i how I approach things and it's changed how the way that I do but basically like taking that away like SJ training like I walked in here I was like dude it's a freaking party you know what I mean like it is literally a freaking party and we work hard and we get after it and I was like I'm never leaving this is the best and that's all I have to say yeah I mean (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot that I said but you can you you can say whatever just kind of quick start Jared came to this pilgrimage that we had and I had some of my pro players there and he's like he's like Gabe I want to throw 95 I was like oh that's cool I'll see you tomorrow then I guess at 8 a.m. Jared doesn't show up so I'm like okay I, uh, you know granted we did go to sleep at two and then uh, that day he texted me he's like Gabe should I come in I was fuming I actually had a call Tucker I'm like dude I don't know how to deal with this kid like this is before I'm, Gabe understood yeah, Jared's personality and I'm like I don't know what like I want to go off on this kid right now you know uh <laughs> He's like, no, like Jared's like this. And Jared, Tucker calming me down like he always does. I'm like, okay, calm down. And I text him and I'm like, hey, man, uh, I don't know. I don't really know. Like, I've been blessed to have athletes that I've really never had to push to come in and work hard. I've just been fortunate in that regard to have kids that, you know, want to work daily. And uh, then I said something along the lines, like, but I think you should come because, like, I think you have a lot of potential. Something along the lines. Something like, along yeah. those lines. And then I just get back and said, said, see you at eight. I'm like, okay, cool. Good. And then it's been. Gabe and I have talked about we, and I don't. It's not a. We haven't solidified this saying, but you get those people that are like, hey, I want to throw a 96. Yeah, cool. A lot of people. We get it. Everybody does. But the ones people that separate aren't themselves. About it. Yeah. Ones that separate themselves. If they actually want to throw a 96, they're gonna be the ones that are in here without you asking them to be in here yeah they're gonna they're gonna do what it takes to do that that's what i tell my guys i'm like hey like if you want to work like cool because really that's like the only thing i know how to do in life like you want to work hey that's great like you're gonna fit right in i can help you You, and i've had kids literally leave because they're just it's just like a different culture like tucker knows like I have so I have no set times for my groups. I have a group at ten, I have a group at twelve, etc. When they ask when are we finished, I don't know when we will finish. We will finish when we literally get everything we need to get done, done. I have other trainers in here that will take the group if it overlaps and it usually does. 
But it's like, I don't have, it's not, oh, we got to cut it off this time. We will be in here for three hours if we need to get, and then sometimes we'll be here for 45 minutes. But it's like, hey man, if you want to work, that's fine. I, I've had kids leave because we were in here for three hours. Hey, that's completely fine, you know, with me. But we will never put a set time, like, oh, we got it, you know, the groups are rolling over. And I think that's one of the differences between my my gym and some other, other gyms, you know, that work and it's like, hey, oh, snap, you know, cut it off. But no, we will go through. That's why one of the biggest reasons I hired more trainers is so when that does happen and I need to go to another group, they can take over that group that's overlapped. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, and it's not like a college where you have NCAA violations and you have like hours cap per week yeah. to, to practice, you know? So, and plus it's all about quality of work. And like you said, like sometimes it might take 45 minutes and as long as those 45 minutes are quality, that's just yeah. as good as the, the two hours that you spend sometimes. Well, I mean, we've, we've zoomed by this. I mean, we've been, this is almost an hour and a half. Felt like 20 minutes. Yeah. And before, before we end, I always want, with our guests, I always want to, we've talked about the current and what we're up to, but I want to ask the future. Like I, I literally have it down as the future. What's in store? Where do you see yourself going? Where do you want to go? These, what was that? sorry, kidding. No, Jared, ask me. Yeah. These podcasts kind of, no, this is just giving you a second to think. These podcasts are kind of like, what's that movie where you go into the casino and you come out and it's like 30 years later? Interstellar? No, Tucker. Casino <laughs> Interstellar. Where, when was there a casino in Interstellar? Was there? I don't know, but do you remember when they went on the planet and they came back and the dude was 40 years older? Okay, yes. With the ticks and stuff, yes. Okay, it, okay, makes sense. But there's this casino and you drink uh, you drink the the water and then the water makes you like go into this like or you drink this drink this and you go, Oh, everybody's seen it. It was at every Christian summer camp. And um and okay, never mind. It was just I just felt like that. It, the time just goes whoop. Yeah. Kind of like Interstellar. Okay. Future. <laughs> Uh, that is a tricky question. I try not to. Are we going to get LeBron in here? Yeah, obviously. No, I don't. I wouldn't. Obviously, the success of my business is not how much money I make or how fancy the facility I get. It's about how well my athletes are doing. So, See, that's why I'm in here. Just that. So Just that the future, I wouldn't say like, oh, I want this athlete, I want that athlete, or you don't want, want your this face being everywhere. It's not about that. I could comp- I could go with, I don't even know how many followers I have on Instagram. I could go with 500 followers for the rest of my strength and conditioning career and be 100% okay with that if my athletes are having success. So the future for me. I don't know. I just get up every day and I work hard every day. And I know that if I work hard every day with my athletes, that they're going to have success and my business will have success. I don't really think about where I want to see myself in five years. I have more or less think which one of my guys is going to be in the show in five years. That's my, what I want for future for this. But, uh, yeah. What about, mm -hmm. what about like a personal goal where it's like, Hey, like as a trainer, what can I get? Something that you want to specialize in more that you're like, Hey, like I have this down. Like now I want to go, into something else and strength and conditioning uh, where I can be better at for these guys. Football, I would say, I, I really enjoy working with quarterbacks. Because uh, you're everything, like we said, we've talked about mainly baseball. Yeah. But, I mean, there's a lot more sports in this world. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say football, I've gone to work with a couple quarterbacks that I, and I really enjoy it. So I would say, 
I would say football. Uh, I didn't know baseball will always be, you know, uh, be there and be my kind of, you know. Right, that's your sole passion. Yeah, that's, but that's football been your life. for sure. Personal goal for that, I don't know, that's hard. I, I, as much as I want to say have a crazy facility and have crazy right. athletes, I, that doesn't really so, get me going. So I asked that too because, we, like we were talking about Lauren, and this man has the amount of athletes that come in through yeah, Landau Performance and the amount of sports spectrum of athletes that he has are football players, baseball players, everything. track players, swimmers, UFC, UFC fighters. Like what? Hockey, everything. How UFC do you, fighters. How so do you? How are, yeah. and, and I understand that he has employees yeah. who specialize in different things, but as a strength and conditioning coach, you still have a general knowledge of how to train an athlete. Yeah. No, I guess, yeah, you could say that. My 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 goal is to expand to different athletes. And obviously, like Lauren, he has a, a lot of trainers, and they're all amazing trainers. I mean, but that's just a testament to how well he has trained them. Right. You know, he told me, he's like, hey, like, spend money and time on your employees because the happier they are, they'll never want to leave. And so that's one thing, you know, although – Kyron, one of my guys, is not working here. He's still clocking in three hours a day, and he has book assignments. He has this and that. He needs to read this. And so that's really what I've gotten from him. So, um, I mean, he is, the, he is the best for a reason. And I say he is the best because he has built this foundation, and it's it comes from the top because of how well he's trained his, his trainers. I mean, I had one of his trainers – his head trainers come down here and do a speed camp, and it was amazing, and I'm going to do it again at some point. But that's why he is the best. So, yeah, I, that is my personal goal outside of the gym is to become, you know, just like him in regards to, like, people aren't just coming in here for for Gabe's release. They're coming in here because of the brand and the culture. The that environment. Built. Yeah. 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 That's a good answer, man. I mean, I, well, that just, if this makes you feel any better, that's why I'm in here. So good. because of all that, good, very good. It's just uh, the best. Has Jared, been, has Jared been a good boy? Jared has been a good boy. Jared, has he stopped throwing I, I've, footballs? I've changed. Well, okay. Can we footballs. can we can we talk about something uh, real quick, gosh. Gabe? Yeah. There's about a um, a what a foot diameter hole in the wall over there. That's uh, Jared for sure. Uh, can we what? <laughs> Jared, we're doing turn and burns. No, no, we're doing we're doing the jump throws. Hop to a to a basically a basketball pass and I don't even know how much weight this freaking med ball was point is Jared throws one and it's like he literally threw a grenade like <laughs> it's just phew, like and it, it it literally looked like it just tapped the wall it looked fake and it's just, the wall just poof, caved in ball comes down and I'm just standing there like Whatever, you know, like, oh my gosh. And Jared's like, I'm literally so sorry. And, you know, Jared voice, and I'm just standing there, like, looking at him, like, you know, whatever. That's just, so good. Just finish your, just <laughs> finish your rep. Finish That's a Jared exercise, antic. You know? Ah, just, man. Just do that. This has, been, this has been really good. Good stories. Gabe's a great storyteller. He, he has stories forever. And I mean, there's, I, we can We didn't have, talk about one Sandjack story. I know. Which is and we, wild. And we're going to have to What's have another. Sandjack story? Any, no, and, like, and so that, we didn't talk saying, about like, there's one. There's so many. Like, as in, like, we didn't talk about. Man, I, there's other things that I want to talk about, but just 
being time constricted. Uh, oh, what, what, how much are we at? We're at an hour and a half over. How much is this supposed to? How far? How long? We've got to stick around this just there. for yeah, other reasons. Three hours. But, but Jared, I don't. Do you have any closing questions, thoughts? Pretty much. Um, a couple of my closing things is Happy Easter. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Um, man, I don't really have. I'm just like, I don't know. This is Gabe's I mean, usually like the out of the box, like has dude, all these. Wild I just questions. am so thankful for Gabe, honestly. But besides, like giving my praise and my thanks, we can do that off the camera. Um, hmm. Do you Jared, like Kanye West? <laughs> this I is love Jared. Kanye West. I love Kanye West. Yeah, we could talk about Kanye for a while. But yeah, I love Kanye. Favorite West. album. Early, I remember we were talking about college uh, dropout. College dropout. Yeah, college dropout. So Jared, Jared seems like the beginning of the podcast when we're not on topics yet, he's, his mind's buzzing for questions. And then we get into like the nitty gritty life stuff and Jared just listens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't, uh, well, well I, agree. No, no, I can't no, no, be no. like, oh, what, what do you think about the yeah. right. monarch butterfly during the middle I, of all I know, this? I know, you know? And Jared's just listening. And then, and then when we're ending, it's... Yeah. What do you think about Kanye? Like that's has that been on your mind the whole podcast? <laughs> no, well, uh, question I'm thinking about answer. getting a tattoo of Kanye West. You know, <laughs> I, and me and Gabe talk about tattoos a little bit, and I don't know. I just think about Kanye West a little bit mm -hmm. or a lot of it. And um, have you ever thrown toilet paper in a house in trees of a house? No, I have not. It's, See, that I usually a, use eggs. That wasn't an East Side thing. <laughs> that, toilet um, paper. What's the most East? Eggs. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you. Did you ever build Legos? No. What? Really? I'm just. Oh, this is a, this is a funny one. <laughs> Why is that a random question? This is a funny one. Jared. It's like asking yeah. me if I want a summer camp. Like people don't do that around here. Jared, when was did you grow up receiving and sending Christmas cards? Oh my gosh. Wait. In the mail. Like yes. For okay. Christmas holidays, you like your yeah. friends send you Christmas cards. This you send your friends. Do you want family. my Christmas card? Absolutely not. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Sophomore sure, year, tenth grade, holidays. Gay receives his, receives his first Christmas card from the Cascadian family. It was funny. Yeah, throw it yeah, out. What, or, my mom's like, "Hey, your your friend sent you something." And I looked at him like, "What the shit is he sending a picture of him and all his family? Like, why can't he just call me?" And so put it on your fridge, bro. Psych. And so, um, yeah, that or use was it as like toilet paper what the or whatever. Hell is going on. So I'm like, dude, what are you? Why are you sending me pictures of your family? Like, it's kind of weird. He's like, dude, it's a Christmas card. Have you ever got one? Like, no. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a picture of him and like his Vineyard Vine swag back in the yeah. day and Harrison and yeah, <laughs> it's pretty. Funny. Now, I always think that's a yeah, funny one. All my Christmas cards come from like. Tucker, like another. He gets like wife. he gets like two Christmas cards yeah. a year. Yeah, he gets I'll this next my Christmas. Christmas card. It'll be the Birches and the Cascadens. Yeah, that, that, I will. those will be two. The we, two Christmas see, cards. and we're even more white. We have our cats in our Christmas card. Wow, our wow. two Persian cats. That's pretty cool. That's absurd. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. Okay, well, we gotta wrap it up. That was awesome, Gabe. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Gabe. Thanks for letting us set up in the in the squat rack. In the in the the grind This center. is the most pleasure I'm ever going to have in this area. Keep that in <laughs> mind. I hope so, because that means we're doing something wrong. You know? Yeah. I better be sweating. Gabe, is there, is there any last remarks you want to say? Yeah, any there's questions anything you want to tell us? And yeah, you can ask us anything? No, I will say that, you know, 
this was fun. I will feel bad if I don't give a shout out to like Coach Munoz. Yeah. For sure, do uh, it. Yeah, go for it. My like Coach Munoz. One reason I really cherish our relationship because he trusts me, and you know he he has confidence in me training his athletes, and and that's pretty big to me. Um, you know, having the trust of coaches like that that I've played for, but even just like my parents too. I want to t- thank them because like you know. Obviously, without them, nothing, none of this would happen. But uh, yeah, I'm just like super thankful that all this has happened, and uh, really uh, thankful that y'all let me come on this podcast. And hopefully, when I don't really like Tucker knows this, I don't, I don't like talking about myself. Like, so this was a kind of a first, but I'm glad that I did this with them. Yeah, so we you just probably would not be hearing anything from me. We like, just want to share. Year. We want to <laughs> share the Gabe Solis story. We want to share what SJ training is. It's, we it's think a good you one. just come from a different background yeah. and a different childhood, and I think that's. I think people draw near to people that that have been raised and, and brought up in places that they're not yeah. that they're not used to hearing or seeing. You know, so. Plus, what you're doing right now is incredible. That's another part oh, it's of it. Oh, so sick! And you're going great places, and you're doing great thing, great things right now. And that's why I want to bring light to it. If we can help you at all, not that we have like a huge following or anything, but yeah, no, I mean it was cool actually talking about how I started things, and I think that when people realize this, like, I don't know if they'll know me better, but the people that do know me know that it's basically just I like working hard that's why this whole corona thing has been like weird mentally because like i'm just not used to it you mm-hmm. know but then again like work ethic was engraved in me as a child because my dad's a yeah that doesn't stop you know it no matter seven what. days a week you're gonna find so, a way yeah so heck yeah. yeah man well gabe thanks again jared good job he's risen He's thank you for thank you for the good job, Tucker. Happy yeah. Easter, everybody. Good job, Tucker, on this podcast. <laughs> you did a really good job, guys. That's it. Inside the Loop. Inside the Loop, episode three concluded. We'll see you next time.